chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. Advocates and analysts will join us to discuss the ongoing path to reform and legislation. Now, the State of Cannabis, with your host, Dave Inman. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, keeping you, our listeners, on the pulse of what's happening in cannabis today. I'm your host, Dave Inman. The single most challenging aspect to cannabis would be the the stigma associated with it. Now, I would say that we're getting past much of the the stigma itself, but we also find ourselves, uh, say if you're in a a 12-step or recovery program, that often if you are using cannabis as, say, an exit, well, you may uh, fall on deaf ears with the recovery program. Uh, I'd like to welcome tonight Scott Kaufman with More Than Maintenance, and he's doing just that to combat the stigma that is associated with cannabis and its use to be used as an exit. Scott, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So, you know, this is a very powerful uh, topic, I would say, because to my knowledge, nobody has, has really addressed it first and foremost. And it's definitely something that we need to highlight. We need to really push the envelope so people understand that, you know, cannabis isn't necessarily in the same vein as being on a narcotic or an opioid and, and having that, uh, that, that same level of addiction that you would have with, with those types of, of narcotics. So tell me, what kind of, of feedback do you get from recovery groups uh, while you are on this mission? Well, I can tell you a, a recent story, actually. I work with people, they get federal housing. And uh, one of the guys I work with, he's like, well, what if they uh, have a medical marijuana card? Can they get it? And they told him they will take the housing from them because they're not federally allowed to have it. And he said, well, that's just as well. He said, if they're smoking pot, they might as well just be shooting heroin because they're just substituting one chemical for another. From my personal experience, no, that's ridiculous. I used exactly. to shoot heroin. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, that's, that's uh, you know, the trajectory that I, let's, let's dive into that real quick. So, you know, obviously you, you had a, a one of uh, those, those, uh, uh, you had one of those lives that that started out with with drugs and alcohol. Same as myself. I, I uh, you know, I was a runaway uh, at fourteen and uh, using meth, and you know, up until about at the point of eighteen, and then I found cannabis and was able to get away from that cycle of addiction. Uh, so yours is is a similar one, but but tell me about that. Tell me how how you got from from there to here. Um, I was on a probation. Um, I experimented with things. I uh, smoked pot and whatnot, and, you know, I experimented with other stuff, but uh, I got put on probation, and uh, I couldn't smoke anymore. And um, I had to have a surgery and got a prescription of Vicodin. And uh, you can all of a sudden fail UAs for your opiates. So from there, um, it went up. Oxycontin was popular and went from there to heroin was cheaper. So you know the uh, the youth now it seems is using uh, you know obviously the uh, the opioids a lot more especially the oxycotton and and now uh, it, we have a uh, prescription for what uh, children of eight that can uh, use oxycotton is that right? Yeah, and all they have to do is go to their parents' medicine cabinets if they're not if they aren't prescribed it. Without a doubt, without a doubt. So you you've obviously you you've had you've had your run of the mill. And now what you're looking to do is, is assist people in, in a similar manner 
you know, in the, in the recovery program, being able to, to help them uh, gain strength and knowledge, but also being able to, to incorporate cannabis in that methodology. So, so tell us a little bit about uh, More Than Maintenance. Well, it got started when I got out. I went to prison for uh, previous choices, you know, previous to what I'm doing now. And when I got out, you know, halfway through, I uh, I quit using. I decided in there, you know, I uh, I wanted to turn my loser card in. I was tired of what I was doing, and you know, after a while, I uh, I wanted to get my medical card, and you know, I wanted it, and I wanted to do it legally. I have a seizure disorder, and it's caused by anxiety. So I I went to go get it, and I remember sitting in the dispensary and just feeling nervous and like guilty. And um, there was a, a dispensary agent who saw my bracelet that I was wearing for my uh, my work, and she ran around the corner, gave me a hug, and told me that uh, we had saved her life four years ago. And, like, it was just this feeling of I'm not alone, you know. And I'm pretty open with my story. I'm willing to go tell it to people. And uh, they'll grab me. They'll grab me outside of the dispensary or... You know, and they'll, hey, uh, can I talk to you for a second? And, you know, they'll say, hey, I got an uncle or I got a nephew, you know, that needs help. Do you know anything that could help them? And, you know, it's, it's this, uh, this discussion that I always say on the show is, is the one that's important to have. You know, the, 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 the educational uh, tidbits that you're able to impart on, a, on the random few. And, you know, I, I thank you, of course, for, for doing that. And, and I want you to keep doing it. Um, but you know, as far as more than maintenance, I know it's a, it's a it's a grassroots effort. Um, there's there's just a few of you so far that are doing this, and and we'd like to obviously you know uh, lift you up and, and and try and promote you as much as possible, um, to to make sure that this message is is out there, of course, because you know again in a recovery program, uh, you know utilizing cannabis can often be uh, you know a, a fall on deaf ears, so to speak. And I know from my personal experience that it was the only way that I was able to to part ways with the 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 the, the harsher chemicals, you know, the 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 methamphetamines and and things like that. That was the only thing that I was able to to utilize that would that would part me from that. And I think it's important that people find out that uh, you know it isn't the entry drug like everybody says. It's not the the stair step right. too. It's it's the way to walk away from. You know, I mean, it it removes that drive that uh, we have in the pit of our stomach that always, you know, questions for more and longs for more. You know, you're content to you know read a book all of a sudden. You're content to just watch watch the grass grow. It doesn't matter. You're not you know sitting with that that knot in the in the ball of your belly. And you know, I thank you for for doing this. Of course. Um, so, how long has more than maintenance been around? Um, we started doing it about two months ago, three months ago, where it actually became like a real idea, not just a thought or something we talked about. It really, uh, it really struck that it was something we wanted to do. Um, I met a guy out, like I said, I was telling my story and a guy out front of a dispensary, he pulled me aside and he's like, Hey man, you know, uh, I kind of like what you were saying. Uh, and you kind of wanted to know what I was doing. And, you know, and I kind of wanted to be able to share my experience, you know, and be able to provide it with other people and let them know, let them know it. I'm not able to talk about what I do at work and it's part of my like job. 
You know, it's and you, part of my job is to share my experience. And see, and that's one of the most cuffing things that you could possibly have, you know, knowing that you have a valuable uh, resource that you can impart on these people and yet uh, are, are cobbled from doing so. And, and this is, you know, these are the things that I find preposterous, you know, the, the, the fact that there is something that can, can help, um, you know, I, I got to just tell you, keep doing what you're doing, you know, because this, this will work. This is, this is a wonderful organization. Uh, it's a wonderful idea, you know, and, and I'd like to see it really blossom out some more. I'd, I'd you know, I've, I was a part of a 12 step program as a youth. And so I know from experience, the uh, the stigma that is associated with anybody that chose to do so uh, while in AA or while in NA or something of that nature. Well, oh, I'm just doing weed. Well, no, you're 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 actually an addict. You're still doing it. And in the back of my mind, I've never felt that way myself. You know, if I wasn't doing something like a, a meth. Uh, and I was only doing uh, some some cannabis. I never felt the same uh, uh, impairment. I never felt the same jeopardizing of my soul that would occur from these other substances. And I think it's just fabulous that you're you're pushing this message. Um, so you know, I got We got to take a quick break. Um, when we get back, uh, we have Scott Kaufman with More Than Maintenance. We'll be right back with you, folks. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com, when we return. Great websites today need expert web design and development, and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, a fitness writer, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Like many of the million people who are living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every single day. And sometimes my nerves are so raw that if you brushed up against me in an elevator, I'd scream. I can't sleep at night from the pain, and sometimes the spasms in my legs are so intense they will wake me up throughout the night. I've tried the strongest prescription medications available, and I'm going to tell you, they do not work. In fact, they leave me in a stupor, and most of the time, it's impossible to even live your life. Now, I've tried medical marijuana, and I'm going to tell you something, it works. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at CarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. 
contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines, welcome back to the State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us tonight, we have Scott Kaufman with More Than Maintenance. Scott, uh, we've we've touched on a couple of different things. You know, we, we've we uh, talked about uh, More Than Maintenance, obviously, and I'd really like to get more into that. But also, you know, the, the trials and tribulations that uh, often can befall us. And uh, so, you know, I'd... I'd I'd like to, to find out what uh, what is in your sights. Uh, what uh, what are the plans for more than maintenance? The plans right now are we're trying to gain support. We're trying to get people to share their story on the website so we can get our message out there. So we're, how does you know, one go about how does one go about doing that? What's uh, the website address so we can make sure our listeners know how to to chime in and share their stories? It's a uh, Facebook.com slash more than maintenance. So that's Facebook, uh, uh, Facebook.com uh, slash more than maintenance? Yes. Okay, we'll make sure and get a, a link up uh, on the show for that. Um, and, and anybody can just go and share their stories about uh, being in recovery and still utilizing cannabis, correct? Correct. And also we have a, a private group um, for people that actually want to get you know, involved or have stuff particular they might not want to share publicly that uh, you'd have to be invited to, and um, if you ask, more than likely we'd invite you. Now, are there any uh, plans to, to go and, and p- potentially petition or speak with uh, various recovery groups, uh, specifically in medical states, uh, that, uh, uh, so they can soften their, uh, their approach or stance on, on cannabis use while in recovery? The goal would be to reach out and, you know, explain our own stories, you know, and um, how it worked for us and that it's, they're not doing something wrong, that they shouldn't have to feel guilty. Like you were saying when you were talking about um, you didn't feel the same guilt or the same, uh, forget what the word you used was, but for me, I felt like my life was manageable. That was the difference when I, for me while I'm smoking as opposed to, well, I'm strung out on drugs. I go to work and I help a lot of people. And you smile a lot too. I noticed that when I met you. You know, it's it's important because you know that we we know the difference. You and I, we we know the difference between uh, uh, yearning and then just being free. And uh, it's it's for the back of my from the back of my mind, it's the most important thing that we can do is is break that stigma. And uh, you know, again, this is this is a topic that really is is rarely, if at all, touched on, and that's cannabis use within recovery groups. Um, so, you know, you guys are, you're right at the, the ground level of starting this organization. So obviously you, you could probably use a bit of help, right? Absolutely. So what kind of, of things can you utilize right here, right now to get this, uh, this movement, uh, in motion? Uh, what kind of talent, uh, dollar figures or, uh, you know, connections in, in various industries could you utilize to get you guys going? Well, um, anyone that knows anything about social media would be helpful. Um, so any anybody with a little uh, social media uh, extra time, uh, you know, uh, we could uh, definitely use your help over at uh, More Than Maintenance. <laughs> what else? Yeah, what else could you use out there? Um, we're we're trying to right now. We're trying to become set up as a five hundred one three C. 
Um, okay. So we can be a nonprofit, so we can accept donations. Um, okay, so if get- there's any attorneys out there that are uh, willing to assist with uh, filing the paperwork with the Secretary of State uh, for something like that, also make sure and chime in on facebook.com slash more than maintenance and, and get in touch with them because the faster we get something like this going and we're able to actually make some momentum, uh, this is going to be a wonderful organization. And is there anywhere that uh, people can go donate to this cause? Uh, right on, not, not yet at the moment. Gotcha. So you want to get you want to get the five hundred one c three. We're working it on the we're working into it on the website. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we uh, we definitely want to start reaching out and seeing who we can get to assist with filing that paperwork and getting donations to have that happen. Um, you know, again, this is this is the first time I've I've actually heard of an organization actually trying to amend the uh, the recovery uh, scenario, and I, I think it's it's high time that we do it. No pun, of course. Uh, well, I'm so, trying to go a step above that. Um, I, the funding I do have, we've uh, managed to find a way to get a home. Um, we're planning on getting a, a house and accepting people that had medical cards. So having so your own moment, recovery group. So starting your own recovery group as well. Yes. Ah, okay. So there, there are difficulties with that, and that's why I'm hesitant to talk on it too much because there's a bunch of legal tape I have to jump around. Um, for like zoning requirements and actually the actual laws of having it in a house. Well, absolutely. And typically you'd have a halfway house though, right? So, I mean, there's, you know, obviously I'm, I'm not uh, a person who knows a bunch about, uh, you know, uh, group <laughs> homes and things like that, but uh, they, they certainly reside in a home. So uh, I bet uh, there's a, where there's a will, there's a way in that regard. Um, so, so you you have a house currently, and now you're you're just you're you're trying to jump through the hoops, the legal hoops, uh, to be able to expand that into a, a full on recovery center. Then, right? Well, we're trying to set it up as a group home for the okay. moment, as a transitional living. So somebody yeah. that's like getting out of prison or something like that that has a certain duration of time that they have to reside in one of these types of homes, correct? Uh, not necessarily. Um, But it wouldn't be in the sense that insurance would pay for it, which is the difference between a treatment center. Our our goal would be to come up with a treatment center. Um, You need, uh, you know, uh, counselors, you know, psychologists. And at the moment, we don't have that. You know, we got uh, pretty much our hearts in it, and that's about it. So then uh, within this uh, this, uh, Facebook uh, website, we would also have to include some assistance with counseling. So if we know people that would like to get involved in something like that, we would love to see people uh, chiming in on that because it's, uh, it's, it's beneficial. And I think this is probably uh, just a diamond in the rough uh, for what's about to come in, in the U.S. and how we treat people moving forward. It's, it's definitely going to rattle some cages, I think. And it's just a, a beautiful, beautiful uh, endeavor that you guys have there. And I definitely want to encourage and get it moving as fast as possible. Um, so Scott, um, three months in, um, where do you find yourself in five years? Man, half the time I'm thinking where I see myself in five minutes, right? It's one Um, day at a time, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, well, the goal would be, yeah, to have a full-on treatment facility, to have, you know, counselors, psychiatrists. Hopefully by then, you know, they're going to be seeing psychiatric uses for it. 
I've already spoken with doctors who are prescribing it for it on the basis of the symptoms of addiction, like tremors that come with alcoholism if you're detoxing. So it's right around the corner, right around the corner. Hey, Scott, we got to take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, State of Cannabis, Scott Kaufman, more than maintenance. We'll be right back with you, folks. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com when we return. shooting past a thousand degrees fahrenheit it's burning up i'm afraid for this little guy it's just too late what caused the problem only dr dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth tasting slower burn this standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits sending it up in smoke so you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke not vapor correct keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to dr dabber doctor's order less heat <laughs> more flavor InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us tonight, we have Scott Kaufman with More Than Maintenance. Uh, More Than Maintenance is a a fresh organization uh, that is looking to uh, incorporate cannabis in uh, at least the talk of cannabis, potentially the use of cannabis within the uh, recovery space. Uh, It's it's new. It's fresh. I don't know anything else out there that would actually come close to this type of model. I think it's wonderful. Um, Scott, uh, so... Tell us a little bit more about you. I mean, you've you've definitely you've, you've had a uh, you've had a rough stint, um, and uh, you know I like to exemplify that trajectories aren't often based simply on what happens to us, but rather what we do with what's around us. So, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Tell us uh, tell us through this trajectory that you've had. Um, well, I kind of summed it up how I was. You know, I was a really bad addict. Um, I went to prison. I I lost you know, everything. I missed, well, I was there. I missed my father's funeral, my nephew's being born. You know, I missed life. And, um, I used in there. And about halfway through, I, you know, decided, you know, I wanted to turn my loser card in and I wanted to do something different. And I wanted to help other people while I was doing it. And I started taking college classes. You know, I had stuck to myself. And when I got out, I decided I wanted to do uh, a peer support, is what the position's called. And it's to share your experience with other people. And And so I'm able to do that. I'm able to watch people get off the streets now. Like, I've gotten promoted since then to the point where I actually get to follow through and not just see them when they come in and they're in crisis. But I get to put people in homes. Like, I, I sat with someone and got to watch a football game on his couch for the first time he's seen a game on his own couch since 2007. 
and I, I was more excited about it than he was. <laughs> you know, the the peer counseling I found, uh, you know, for myself, I, like I said, I had ran away uh, early on, you know, at 14. I wound up coming back to school at 18, and uh, one of the uh, things I was afforded was uh, being a peer counselor. And, uh, you know, I found a lot of joy in that, you know, in, in you know, trying to just impart wisdoms that I've, I've found through the years on people. And, you know, it, it is kind of a healing thing. Uh, you know, I would have been, you know, fresh off of my addiction um, within maybe about nine months. Um, but I found that to be just simply a, a very rewarding thing, uh, you know, just for the, the soul itself. And I could definitely see how that would, uh, you know, embolden any kind of a, a you know, a path to a recovery place because, you know, there's nothing more beautiful than, than seeing somebody blossom again. And uh, I think that what you guys are doing at More Than Maintenance, uh, what you're going to be doing at More Than Maintenance is, is going to be just a wonderful, wonderful endeavor. And I can't wait to see it, uh, it blossom out. Final thought. What's, uh, what's uh, going to be, uh, be happening with More Than Maintenance? Well, I mentioned the site a little bit. Right now, um, if you do join the private group, we've been posting like activities and things and events we're doing in the community. Like we went to the cannabis conference. We, you know, last week we went up to Sedona. We've been going to the comedy clubs lately, and we're trying to promote people going out and doing stuff and doing it together since they don't get to feel that fellowship at AA meetings. So more, uh, more outings and, and getting uh, people uh, together and uh, out in public and being responsible while doing it. Yeah, we're trying to build a community you know, of people trying to, people trying to help other people. Definitely. You know, that's, that's what a community actually really means, you know, at the, uh, the core of, of what, uh, what, what it's supposed to be, a community. Uh, you know, we're, uh, we're about out of time. Uh, Scott, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. And uh, we, we look forward to uh, seeing you guys uh, just take right off. And uh, thank you, folks, for joining us for this edition of The State of Cannabis. You can download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Google+. Don't forget to like and comment. I'm your host, Dave Inman, and we'll talk to you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.